Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody, and may the 4th be with you all on this Star Wars day here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. It is the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So before we get to what's going on with the show today, breaking news from Pennsylvania, if you didn't hear it earlier this afternoon, of course, this would affect the sports world in terms of capacity at events and things like that, I would think. A full return to normalcy coming, as Governor Tom Wolf announced today. Mitigation orders except masking will be lifted on Memorial Day. And then the current masking order will then be lifted when 70% of Pennsylvanians 18 and older are fully vaccinated. So there you have it. That would mean restaurants fully ready to roll. And that would mean sporting stadiums should be fully ready to go now. So that's great news to hear. So soon we'll probably be seeing fuller stadiums across Pennsylvania now. Once we get to the end of the month. So looking forward to that. And we have all the details on that at WKOK.com for those who want to check out a little bit more. As for today, we got some good news late yesterday. We didn't get to it on the show yesterday. But Little League World Series back in South Williamsport coming up this August. It looks like there's going to be limited fans, if any. Sounds like it's just going to be limited to just parents and friends and those associated with the 16 U.S. teams. There's going to be no international teams this year. So it looks like people won't be able to go for the second straight year, unfortunately, but at least they're going to have the tournament this year in South Williamsport. There will be Little League Baseball there, as well as Little League, Little League uh, Softball yes. in um, North Carolina. So lots of good news to today, Steve. With, it's good to be on with Doubting Thomas. <laughs> I just didn't expect it this early. That's all. I figured it would come eventually as we're making good progress, but I just didn't expect right now, but we'll take it. <sighs> who, are, who are your sources? Do you have sources? <laughs> I mean, really. Tell you something. I mentioned it on the air. You get all bent out of shape. 
Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Right. Governor makes an announcement. Like, okay. Can't believe the stupid sports guy had it before we did. (laughs) Yeah. People are difficult to live with. You, sir, are my hero. I mean, it's... I, I, I try to keep everybody informed, and my own people, no trust. <laughs> Catrillo. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. If I haven't heard, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's, try, to keep, I try to keep the audience. I, I, I even, and what date did I point to that it was going to be uh, enacted? I said Memorial Day. Right? That's right. I mean, when the dopey sports guy, I mean, I mean, the other 22 hours, it's just like, you know, circling a fogged in airport. You know, for two hours, you try to get some info on the show, and you get criticized for it. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul I'm just happy they're doing it. How about that? I'm just happy they're doing it. So for those of you who didn't get the announcement, you know, you haven't talked about it yet, I don't think, because you know, you're, you're probably kind of bitter. Uh, but, <laughs> I did zip through it just before you jumped on, but, yeah, we can do it again because it's good news. Well, it's just news we've been telling you. I, <laughs> it's, there's no, like, no offense, but... I talked about. I think I talked about this two weeks ago. Yes, you, know, you inter- did allude and, to it. Yes, yes, and I and, and I've been getting ripped internally by my own people. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I'll just sit here and just take it, so that when it comes out, I can sit there and go, oh, "What's wrong with you people?" <laughs> the sports guy has sources. <laughs> I'm sorry. So here's the story: the state is lifting the COVID-19. Mitigation restrictions on Memorial Day. So that means that uh, when they mean on Memorial Day, they don't mean this is starting June 1st. Like that's the last day. They're starting 1201 Monday, May 31st. Okay? Masking restrictions will remain in place until 70% of Pennsylvanians are fully vaccinated. Now that's 70% of adult 18 and older. It's not for the whole state. Children make up under the age of 18, they make up about 20.6% of the state. Does that sound right, Matt? Oh, that's right. I did. <laughs> you guys, okay. I forgot. I, I, will, I will take your word for it. That would sound accurate to me, yes. I mean, I'm, only the, I'm only the sports person. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> okay. I give credit All... where credit is due. All restrictions related to gatherings, restaurants, and other businesses will be lifted. Uh, Acting Health Secretary Allison Beam, whose name I'd never heard before (laughs) in a news release, said that Pennsylvanians uh, are making significant progress in the fight against COVID-19 and more people are getting vaccinated. So the health department says the order requiring people to wear masks while away from home will be lifted once 70% of Pennsylvanians, and it says it right here specifically, aged 18 and older are fully vaccinated. 
Right now, that percentage stands at, and we're talking about fully vaccinated. That percentage right now in the state stands at about 42%. The number, the percentage of Pennsylvanians that have had at least one shot in the two-shot regimen. Because remember, if you took Johnson & Johnson, you're fully vaccinated. Your one counts as two. The number is 50.6% right now of at least one shot. All right. And also, Geisinger's, the story is the number of hospitalized patients 65 and older is steadily decreasing. And that was the story out of Geisinger. Uh, we are no longer seeing the 80-plus, the 65-plus in the hospital. We're actually seeing younger people. We're seeing people 20 to 49 in the hospital more than any other age group, said Gerald Maloney, their chief medical officer for hospital services. You would think since they're at Geisinger, they would be in charge of hospital services. That's fine. So I always, I, I always kid James about this. Like he's the he's the director of player personnel. I thought you were. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the story. Now there's now let's say let's tell you what's not in here. Uh, there's nothing specific in here about sports, but. It sounds to me like, unless I'm reading it wrong, you wear a mask to the game, <laughs> you can get ticking, you can go. That's how I take it. I think, what every, well, I think what everybody's waiting for is now what to the Pirates, the Phillies, the Penguins, Sixers, and Flyers do. Exactly. Because individual organizations, no. school districts, can make their own mitigation efforts if they want to. Well, the Flyers will be out of this. They won't be in the playoffs. Right. Sadly. So they're, they're, it's, uh, No, I'm just talking about May 31st. Right. Okay? The Penguins might still be. The playoffs start May 12th. So they can't do it right away. But the Pirates and the Phillies, what can they do? What can the Crosscutters now do? What can the Spikes do? I think everybody is now moving forward with the idea that they can, if you're wearing a mask, you can be in the ballpark starting May 31st. June 1st is four weeks from today. So we're 27 days away from this being enacted. Now, what? You know, how quickly does Pennsylvania close the gap to 70%? And part of this, believe it or not, is going to be what the colleges decide to do. I think that's part of it that we're talking about here. What the colleges decide to do. As you know, there are certain universities. Notre Dame is one. Oh, let me go through. Notre Dame is one. Princeton is another. Um, oh, a couple bigger ones. I thought. Oh, Rutgers. Rutgers was the first one to say that uh, in order to be back at school, you had to be fully vaccinated. For the fall, not obviously for the spring, for the fall. Others, uh, I think the entire California state system 
The entire California state system also has that rule in place. But I'm just a sports guy. I, I don't. What do I know? <laughs> you are correct in everything you just said. I'm just a sports guy. <laughs> As they've tried to point out to me over and over again, he's just the sports guy. So I'll stay in my lane after this from Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. No, it's May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you? Oh, yeah, it's Star Wars Day. Come on now. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I, I love Star Wars. Okay. You don't like Star Wars? So, Kathy and I go in 1977 when Star Wars comes out. She was always a big Star Trek fan. So we're dating at the time, and so we go to the movies, and we go to see Star Wars. And we couldn't stand it. What? <laughs> we were like, we were like uh, this isn't, no. And we never went to any, I never saw any of the other ones. <laughs> Didn't like it. We were, the two of us were like, eh, yeah. That was painful. F O U L E D. That's we, we never, uh, we never saw the other ones. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm stunned. Yeah, no. A lot of people are surprised when we hear hear that. It's just, it just turned out it wasn't our cup of tea. Hey, I understand why people love it. I got it. Whatever you like, you like. I mean, that's perfectly fine. It's just it, for whatever reason. We uh, we just didn't uh, it just didn't register with us. I even have my Luke "I Am Your Father" shirt on today that Lisa yeah, gave no. me for Father's Day last year. <laughs> yeah, we we never we never went back. Never, I never saw. I've, I've never seen another Star Wars movie except the first one. Now do you mean the 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 actual like the at the one that's called episode one or like the one that was the sixth one or the sorry the fourth one? The first Star Wars movie that came out in nineteen seventy seven. Okay, that one. Okay, just making and sure like, we're on the same page here. All right. And we're like, yeah, we just never went back and saw it. Uh. Steve Keener, next half hour. See what Terry Bradshaw had to say today about Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Uh, he's not totally wrong, but it's a, it was a little... Uh... The only Well, the only thing I will say about the Rodgers thing is, look, we're in an, an era today, and I think it's a correct era. Communication means something. You should be communicating with people in your organization as to what you're doing and what, why you're doing it. Okay. In other words, hey, we're going to draft hey, a couple days ahead of time. Look, if Jordan Love's available where we're drafting, we're going to draft him. Okay? It's, but we want to make sure you know ahead of time. This has nothing to do with you, but we got to think about long-term, what you know, whatever you want to talk to him about. And just let him know instead of having him be surprised by it. Now, 
Here's Bradshaw. And and this part I do agree with. Him being that upset shows me I'm going to get in how weak he is. How weak he is. Who the hell cares who you draft? He's a three-time MVP in the league, and he's worried about this guy they drafted number one last year? Exactly. You're Aaron Rodgers. You are Aaron Rodgers. You're worried about Jordan Love being on the roster? Jordan Love? What? You're Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's that's the part that has always baffled me. Who cares that they drafted Jordan Love? You're Aaron Rodgers. He can't do in this league what you are doing. For him to be upset, my God, I don't understand that. Pittsburgh drafted Mark Malone, number one, close out in the third or fourth round. I had them coming at me from all angles. I embraced it because when we went to practice, I wasn't worried about those guys. They didn't scare me a bit. So I don't understand why he's so upset in Green Bay. (laughs) He's right. You're Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) okay? (laughs) All right? What do you have something drawn him in for? Here's the bottom line. It's like the Olympics. When you get the Olympics, you usually bid for it eight, seven, eight years out. And over time, what happens? All the Olympiads, all the Olympiads lose money because the cost of facilities goes way up because of inflation during the seven years. No matter how you project it. Rogers signed a contract. Well, his time is gone. The contract's been passed out. That's what he's mad about. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. All with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And from sales to service, they have you completely covered. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Very quickly, the president has also chimed in. His goal is to get 70% of the country with at least one vaccination shot by the 4th of July. All right, with that, we bring in, he made that announcement today. Steve Keener joins us, who's the CEO of Little League Baseball. Steve, welcome back. It is always a pleasure. Great to hear from you. Hey, Steve. Well, uh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to join you. Okay, so you've made some decisions as to what to do, uh, but I want to ask the governor today relaxing guidance on May 31st, and if 70% of the population is vaccinated, no masks in the state whenever that threshold is reached. Has that changed what you announced in any way yesterday? No, it hasn't. Uh Steve, one of the one of the things that I think everyone needs to keep in mind when they're thinking about the Little League Baseball World Series is that our primary responsibility is to uh, be uh, as a, attentive and mindful of the health and welfare of the kids who are 12 years old and younger, and it's 
very unlikely that any of them will be vaccinated by the time we get to uh, you know the Little League World Series at Waynesport or even our regional tournaments at our various regional locations. So we're probably going to act out of an abundance of caution to you know try to effectively operate uh, all of our tournament events at that 12 and under age group and do so with uh, limiting any as much exposure as possible for the for the kids who are participating. That that's really our goal to get through the end of August. All right, so now to do this, you want to make this a 16-team American tournament. So what will be the rules of, quote, engagement in terms of what coaches have to do, what you would like to see from players and also mm-hmm. parents? Yeah, we, we actually worked with a, 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 an organization out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, it's called the National Jewish Health. Uh, they uh, they have uh, put together a, a, essentially a, a business that has uh, pro- provided consulting services to help colleges and universities reopen, and along with uh, some youth-based uh, summer camp programs. We're probably more comparable to a summer camp program than we are a college or a university. Right. Uh, but what what we will do is the the, the plan that we have developed uh, will require a very comprehensive uh, testing protocol. Uh, which will require uh, the players to be tested 72 hours before they arrive at either our regional site or then again to the to the World Series site. Again, with negative test results, they'll be tested again when they get on site, and then they will be isolated or quarantined as a group uh, until we can get the results of those tests back. And once we have those, then they'll probably be a little more uh, a little more free to move around. And uh, and then they'll be tested on a regular cadence uh, throughout the uh, uh, the duration of the the tournament. That's that's the kids. The coaches uh, can do one of two things. If they have documentation to verify that they're fully vaccinated, then that's fine. That that's all they need to do. If they're not, then they will be subjected to the same testing protocols as the uh, as the players. Okay. Uh, what about now? Do the parents? Other players have to show anything to be there to watch. No, no, we we thought that was probably something we could we'd have a hard time controlling, verifying. Uh, so that's why we're going to put a a limit, and we don't know the the number yet, but we will probably within the next few weeks, I would assume. We're going to put a limit on the number of uh, uh, let's call it people associated with each team who will be permitted to attend. Uh, Primarily, there'll be family members. Uh, we didn't think there was any way we could justify putting on this tournament without allowing families to be part of it. And so, you know, whatever that number will be will be based on, you know, 13, 14 players on a team and a certain number of family members and then probably some people, you know, that are from the communities where those teams come from that will be able to come in. And there'll be designated areas for them to sit. There'll be designated areas for them to enter the complex and the stadiums. And uh, so we'll try to keep them somewhat uh, uh, grouped together away, but they'll actually be uh, isolated. Uh, I say isolated. They will be removed from having any real uh, act, uh, uh, connection to the kids while they're on our uh, while on our complex. And you know, some people might think, well, that's a you know, that's a little cruel for the parents not to be able to interact with their kids. We we thought about that, and we actually engaged some mental health and emotional wellness experts to help us with that. And we're going to come up with a, a number of different ways through, as most people won't be surprised to hear, kind of the, 
the uh, virtual digital technology that will allow for uh, Zoom sessions with uh, teens and their parents on a pretty frequent basis during the event. Um, and uh, uh, the, But what we did also is we did a survey of a, a large number of, uh, of families in our Little League program on a very wide geographic range, and we presented them with what would be what would sound like a pretty confined, restricted uh, regional tournament or World Series site, meaning you know, you're going to be somewhat isolated, not allowed to go off the site, blah, 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 all, the, all those things. Would you still want your child to experience this? And it was interesting that about 85 to 87 percent of the people we interviewed said, look, these kids have been through so much that, you know, as long as you're putting in, uh, you know, safety measures and protocols to try to keep them, you know, safe as, as much as you can, we think you should go. You should go forward with it. There were a small number who said they they didn't think we should do it at all, but in the in the vast minority. So anyway, I'm sorry, that's a long-winded answer to your question about uh, about whether people coming to see you know watch the events will have to be vaccinated or anything like that. But that's that's where we are right now. Well, the grandfather's already been to a couple of t-ball games this year, and has already been to a couple of nine, ten-year-old <laughs> games this year. Uh, so I know. I obviously know families are there. Now, yeah. will these rules go into effect, Steve, um, when the tournament begins, or is each little league allowed to make its own rules? But then, no. at great, what stage do you? What rules? Yeah. What, at yeah. what stage do your rules go into effect? Williams Porter earlier. Early, our, the, the, what I just outlined for you is the is a, the you know a portion of the framework for the for the mitigation plan. It goes into effect for any team that wins a state championship and advances gotcha. to one of our regional tournaments. Gotcha, like Bristol uh, or like Bristol or someplace like that. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And what yeah. we'll do, what we're preparing right now, is we are are providing all of our local community leagues with guidelines that pretty much say you can operate, you know, your district tournament, your section, your, your state tournament. You have to do that under whatever your state's uh, public health officials are requiring of you. Some states are, you know, far more relaxed than others. But what, whatever the state's requirements are or what our, what our leagues must follow. But once they leave their state and participate in our regional tournaments, then they will all all of the mitigation uh, requirements that we're incorporating will have to be complied with to participate. And this is also goes for the softball tournament that eventually yes. goes to Greenville, North Carolina, correct? Absolutely. Just a, a parallel, a parallel uh, plan as well. That's correct. Okay. Uh, the, the participation, I will say this, the kids, I mean, it's been fun watching them out there. They're having a great time with it. How refreshing is it when you've talked to little leagues, that they're just back at least doing something, even with the uh, restrictions is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. No, yeah, no, absolutely, no. It's uh, it's very refreshing. Um, we're we're, uh, we're we're charting charting some uh, some data. Uh, last year in 2020, when obviously things, when the pandemic was at its height in in the spring and going in, you know, close to the summer months. Uh, we have about 5,700 affiliated programs in the United States. Uh, our best estimate, we don't have it right down to the last number, but our best estimate is at about uh, probably about 2,000, about 3,700 of those leagues did not operate last year. So we were, this year, uh, 
we're already at about 96% of our leagues uh, that are in some form of activity. At this. Some haven't started playing yet. Uh, some are, are going to be playing very soon. But essentially 96% of the leagues that we, that we had in 2019 are back up and running in, in some form uh, right now. The 11- and 12-year-olds are the reason that we all love this. Uh, but the volunteers are part of the heartbeat that makes this work. And you, you'd be the first to praise every single volunteer that's ever come through the gate to help you work at the Little League World Series. So what will they Absolutely. have to do? What will they have to do to be a part of this to make it work on your end again as a volunteer? Whether I don't care whether you're a PA announcer or you're working at a concession stand. Yep. Well, again, another good question. We're, we're actually working on a, a number of uh, operational uh, plans right now uh, because with the fewer people being on site, those types of things, we're probably not going to need the full-scale uh, operation that we would traditionally have in August. Um, you know, we're working right now with uh, our security operations on, you know, uh, getting in and out of the stadium, traffic control, parking, all the all the all those things that, as you know from your many years with Penn State football, it's it's not just playing the game on the field, right? It's, it's everything yeah. else that goes with yeah. it. And and uh, so what what we are going to do is that any any volunteer who is is coming on site to work with us, to, to even though they're volunteers and God bless them, we need them. Uh, any volunteer who will be coming on site here to work with us, whether it's a public address announcer, a scorekeeper, an umpire, working in the concession stands, on the grounds crew, whatever whatever it might be, they will be required to to have a vaccination documentation to do that. And and again, if if they choose not to get vaccinated, which is certainly their right, and they have the right to, then they just won't be able to volunteer this year for the for the World Series. And you know, we'll have to reevaluate everything as we get closer to 2022 and see what the requirements are. But for this year, this year there will be a vaccination requirement for anyone, as well as all of our employees. Uh, so our employees and our staff, uh, a requirement to be on site during during the tournaments will be to be fully vaccinated. Uh, ESPN has been a great television partner for you. I mean, not good. They've been yes. a great television partner for you. What's your communication with them been like throughout this process, and have they said to you what they want to do? Because Tim Kirchin told us that for Major League Baseball, they're aiming for early July to have people out on site again. What have they mm-hmm. told you? Yeah, uh, we haven't confirmed uh, a lot of the production plans yet for the for the summer because they've been kind of waiting to, you know, understand what we're going to do or what we can't do. Uh, but I, but they have shared with us that they they've learned an awful lot about you know doing remote broadcast when they were forced to do it, and that you know they obviously I think see a cost savings from that. So it wouldn't surprise me at all that that some part of the coverage of our event will be done perhaps with remote broadcast. Uh, but they haven't they haven't confirmed that yet. But I won't be surprised if that's uh, if that's a part of it. They uh, uh, they're very supportive of us. Uh, I had a call with them on uh, I guess Friday after our board of directors met to to finally approve or you know give final approval to the recommendations of our pandemic advisory commission. And uh, I called them to to share with them what we were going to be announcing on Monday, and they were they were very pleased. Uh, you know they they're very happy that uh, we're going to have a 16 team tournament with uh, uh, in this case all US teams they obviously would probably prefer to have uh, international teams here cuz i think that's what gives the elements or the the uh, 
gives the event a, a lot of its appeal and charm is the fact that you you know you've got kids from Japan and Korea and Canada and Latin America and Europe all you know playing with the kids from the U.S. So uh, I, I think a one-year hiatus with 16 U.S. teams is is fine, but I think they would probably prefer us to get back to the more traditional World Series uh, as soon as we can, which we hope is 2022. Finally, Steve, for you personally, what is the emotion of this? Is it happiness that's going to happen, joy it's going to happen, still a bit concerned, or relief? Well, there, it, you know, Steve, in all honesty, it's, it, there's mixed emotions because, number one, very happy and very pleased for the kids who are at that sort of magical 12-year-old uh, season in Little League. I mean, anyone who's played Little League understands that that 12-year-old season is one that you remember the rest of your life. You know, you might make the all-star team. and Maybe the last year some kids play baseball or softball. So very happy that those kids are not going to have to have the, the, the tournament season taken away from them like the 12-year-olds did last year. So really, really happy for those kids that they'll at least be able to dream about ending their summer in Williamsport or Greenville, even though only a few of them will. But they'll, they'll be able to dream about it. They'll be able to aspire to it. Uh, but but really disappointed that we that we can't conduct the uh, teenage division uh, 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 levels of our baseball and softball program uh, through regionals and, and World Series. And the, the reason for that, uh, and we've had some people that are disappointed and angry with us about that decision, but the, the reason we can't do it is that we just think it would be really unfair of us to expect or to ask volunteer regional tournament regional tournament sites that are operated strictly by a handful of volunteer uh, people to try to incorporate the plan that we're going to have to incorporate at our Little League Baseball and Softball Regional and World Series events. It, it's just so complex and, and complicated that, that we just don't believe it would be even fair to ask them to do it. Uh, and uh, so we made the difficult decision to end those tournaments at the state level this year. And so that's where I say mixed feelings, because I'm really disappointed that those kids won't have another summer of right. regional World Series play, but hopefully we'll, we'll get them back on the field next year, too. Well, I'm thrilled for you that this is going to happen. I think it's great for the area it's going to happen, and it shows another incredible step forward uh, that I think everybody appreciates very much. Steve, you and your board have done a great job so far of negotiating this, and it's greatly appreciated by everybody. Well, I thank you, Steve. We're, you know, we're uh, we have uh, four months to get through, and I think we'll all breathe a little easier, you know, when we yep. get to the first of September. But uh, I think we have a good plan. We've got a terrific staff, really competent people that are going to be handling this for us. So I'm cautiously optimistic that we'll uh, we'll have a great summer and two two great World Series events. Absolutely, Steve. Thank you so much. As always, it's always a great pleasure to have you with us. Anytime, Steve. Best to you. Okay. Steve Keener, the CEO of Little League Baseball. It is a great event in our region that's international. This year will be a 16-team national tournament, but at least they're having it. At least they're having it. You feel badly for the 12-year-olds, maybe in other parts of the world, that won't get the chance. But at least... This is a step in the right direction. As he said, they'll breathe easier once it's September 1st, when it's all said and done. By the way, that's usually the motto on this show. There's usually a lot more said than done. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Steve Keener has, uh, boy, I, I go back, I don't know, 25 years, maybe longer, I don't know. Um, he is it's exactly what Little League Baseball needs. Uh, he's been the right person the right time for a long time. And he always puts the uh, 12-year-olds uh, first. You know, it's uh, it's all about making it the best experience for young people possible, whether it's softball or baseball. So they'll have a 16-team tournament. Just getting it back on a track is critical, and they have a plan to do it. Uh, And they're going to stick with the plan, even though the governor has announced uh, the possibility, you know, it's starting on May 31st. Uh, you can do whatever, except you'll have to wear a mask until the state gets through the 70% vaccination range. The president today announced that he wants at least one shot into 70% of the population by July 4th. Little League is not going to change what they're going to do, as Steve said. He said, look, they've got a plan. They want to just stick with it. Which is perfectly fine. Neil Kulong on the NFL draft in the next half hour. Uh, we'll stay away from you know the awkward Howie Roseman fist bump stuff. It's, it's just you know. Was, I, was, I, I roll my eyes, but it's it's water under the bridge at this point. Yeah, but see, the problem is it, it's awkward. But then again. We experience that every day with the corner office dude. <laughs> and all that fist, elbow, head, what are we doing? Franz Wagner, by the way, has put himself uh, into the NBA draft, and he's going to hire an agent, so he's leaving Michigan. Thought we'd pass that along. Well, the big story is what the governor... And again, this was no. There's no press conference. There was no press conference. They just put out a press release. There was no press conference. Today. This is what threw everybody in the station off. I can attest to that. I mean, you know, after being called a liar for a week, two weeks, I sit here vindicated. I don't know.